This is Gene Lance on the Workers Beat Extra. A couple of days ago, the Dallas AFL-CIO had its labor contingent in the Dallas March and Rally for Martin Luther King that happens every year. And in that contingent, there were retirees from the Texas Alliance for Retired Americans. Retirees are in struggle, and you cannot afford to overlook the retirees. Now, most retirees are workers, but not all of them. Like the women's movement or gay pride or other progressive movements, the retiree movement is not 100% composed of workers because everybody gets old. But the great majority of retirees get their living from deferred income from their working days in the form of pensions, health care, and Social Security. In fact, Social Security is the main source of income for more than half of the American seniors. The retiree movement developed along with organized labor. There's a good history of the American retiree movement on Wikipedia. You can't find it by putting something else in. You have to put in Wikipedia and Alliance for Retired Americans. But it has the background of the other organizations. The retiree movement grew out of the push for national health care that had failed during the Truman administration. While most of the Western countries were getting national health care and Truman himself was for it, we didn't get it here in the United States. Later on, about 1959, a group formed called Senior Citizens for Kennedy to try to help John Kennedy get elected president. In the early 1960s, this group, Senior Citizens for Kennedy, transformed itself slowly by organized labor or with organized labor into the National Council of Senior Citizens, NCSC, in order to push for Medicare and Medicaid. And in 1965, when it finally passed, they were credited with having backed it and having done it. The auto workers and the steel workers, which were two of the strongest and most progressive unions from the days of the Congress of Industrial Organizations, that's the CIO, they were the main strengths of NCSC. Even though NCSC was very active in getting uh, Medicare and Medicaid passed, they did a lot of legislative work, they did street demonstrations and really big street demonstrations. But no one can overlook the fact that the civil rights movement also had a big role, probably an equal role, because prior to Medicaid and Medicare, or Medicare and Medicaid, health care was segregated in America. You've probably heard about this or that famous star of stage and screen or something who died in a parking lot because they could not get treated in an all-white hospital. There's a good movie about this. It's called Power to Heal. And I think it showed on PBS. It's a one-hour movie. It's on sale, and they have a website where you can find it. Medicare and Medicaid broke through that barrier and desegregated America's health care, especially the hospitals. 
the opposition, which was led primarily by the American Medical Association, the AMA. They happily used racism to divide our side and to try to keep us from getting any kind of health care legislation. Thankfully, they and all of our other opponents were overcome and Medicare and Medicaid was passed under the Johnson administration in 1965. It was really part of the same wonderful legislation that gave us the Civil Rights Bill and the Voting Rights Bill. Medicare and Medicaid is usually treated separately, but it was really part of the same impetus, the same progressive forces, labor and civil rights that brought them together. The lesson that should be learned from that little history spot is that organized labor, when it combines with civil rights, is extremely powerful and can get things done. Now about today's retiree soldiers. The NCSC didn't last forever, and in fact, a lot of unions never joined it, even when it was in its heyday. It was primarily the steel workers and the auto workers. Today, a number of unions organized their retirees. The ones I think of first are the auto workers, the steel workers, communication workers, electricians, iron workers, teamsters, Texas state workers, and transport union workers. They try to keep their retirees close to their regular union activities. Since older voters turn out much better than younger ones at election time, retirees are often seen as important assistants to union legislative programs. I would really like to say that these unions also join together on everybody's retiree issues, but that would be an overstatement. Most of the retirees organized by individual unions are primarily asked to support the immediate concerns of their own union, not the broader retiree movement that concerns itself with everybody's pensions, health care, and social security. That's what the NCSC did. But the NCSC, like a lot of things in the labor movement, tended to kind of fritter away by the end of the last century. Fortunately, also at the end of the last century, in 1995, the AF of LCIO took a sharp left turn, a sharp turn toward progressivism. And they formed in 2001, the Alliance for Retired Americans. They converted the NCSC into the new organization, Alliance for Retired Americans, with AFL-CIO, the Federation, firmly at its head. The ARA is headquartered in the AFL-CIO building in Washington, D.C., where it keeps track of legislation and lobbies effectively for all retirees. It provides support for organizations nationwide, especially the one we've used a lot here in Texas, is technical support because most of us retirees are a little slow on adopting new technical things that, that can help us so we rely on getting uh, technical help from younger people who work for the ARA. The ARA works on the broader retiree movement that concerns itself with everybody's pensions, health care, 
and Social Security. And it works. The ARA is based on unions, but membership is completely unrestricted. Anybody who supports retiree rights, even if they're not retired, young and old, documented and undocumented, rich and poor, they're all welcome in the Alliance for Retired Americans. There's a nominal membership fee of $10 a year. Wikipedia has a good treatment of the whole story that led up to the Alliance for Retired Americans and what it's doing now. They say, quote, as of 2020, the Alliance has 4.4 million members nationwide and has state programs in 39 states. It has 1,500 local chapters, end quote. I happen to know that they are also going to be chartering more states. We're going to get all 50 states sooner or later. And right now we've made some progress in Oklahoma, and I have my eye on Alabama. The Texas Alliance, T-A-R-A, Texas Alliance for Retired Americans, was chartered in 2006. Now we had a slightly confused beginning and a little bit of squabbling at the beginning, but soon we started chapters in all the major metropolitan centers in the state. Each of them meets monthly and engages in every election. They also use tactics available to carry out campaigns that come from national, from the state AFL-CIO, and some of the ones that we just make up. At any progressive activity in the state, you are likely to see some significant amounts of white hair and bald heads because the seniors are there. But like any significant organization in today's struggle, we rely heavily on digital outreach. In fact, in Texas, we probably rely on it more because we have such vast distances to cover. Organizing retirees is not exactly the same as organizing other demographics. The reliability of individuals is shaken because we tend to get sick or we tend to die just when we were supposed to do something or another. Seniors also find it difficult to overcome our upbringing in the old days of severe racism and anti-communism. On the other hand, many of us are veteran fighters of some of the greatest moments in progressive American history, such as the civil rights movement, civil liberties movements, and anti-war movements back from the 1950s through the 1970s. All the seniors are older, it's true, and I guess that's a deficit, but some of them are wiser, and that's an asset. Retirees, especially those organized by the Alliance for Retired Americans and close to labor, cannot be ignored in building an effective progressive coalition. So work with them when you get a chance. This is Gene Lance on the Workers Beat Extra.